The Annunciation, excuse me, the Annunciation, this reading follows the Annunciation in the Bible, and all of these, uh, today's Feast of the Assumption is one in which we look both backward and forward, backward in time and forward into the future. It's really a very, um, it's a very optimistic feast. I remember going to, um, to uh, when I was in Israel, the year after I was ordained, the Abbey had a tour there, and I went along with that. And we went to a place called Dormition Abbey. It's right outside the, it's right outside the, the uh, city walls of Jerusalem, and it's Mount Zion. And we think of we, Mount Zion as being Jerusalem, but these days it's right outside the city. At the time of Christ, it was in the city. And when you go there, you find this big sarcophagus of Mary there. Um, it, it's called the, um, the Dormition of Mary, where Mary fell asleep, where she died. Um, we don't know for certain that that's where that occurred. It might have occurred in Ephesus. But the point is, is that when you look at this, there's nobody in there. Um, when we look at the scriptures about the assumption, it's people wonder where, where does it say that Mary was assumed into heaven in the Bible? Well, it doesn't. We infer that. The church has always believed that, um, that Mary was assumed into heaven. It wasn't canonically defined until later. But if you look back, even going back to documents as early as the first and second century, they were already talking about this. The Eastern Church calls it the Dormition of Mary. When we look at the Old Testament, we see that Elisha, the prophet, uh, excuse me, Elijah the prophet was taken up to heaven in a whirlwind uh, with a chariot and did not die. And that's why the Jews believe he will come back again before the Messiah comes. That's, that was that, so he's one that was assumed into heaven. The other one was Enoch, who walked with God because God took him. When we look at the New Testament, we see that after Jesus died, one of the Gospels tells us that all of the dead many of the saints that had died came out of their tombs and appeared to many of them. Um, so all of these then have already received their, um, already have the body and soul together. I think a lot of people, you know, I, I, once in a while we talk about the resurrection of the dead and people will indicate that there's kind of a confusion about this, like in the next world we won't have bodies or we won't need them, and who wants them anyway? You know, rather have to be just be a spirit being. But the fact is, without a body, we're not fully human. And so Mary already has her body and soul together, just like Jesus does. And I'm sure there are quite a few others in heaven that we don't know about. All of us are destined to have this same gift. We are going to be reunited, whether a person's going to heaven or the other place, they're going to have their body back at the end of time. And this is one of the things that we already know. This is why I say this, this solemnity looks toward the future, and it's a very optimistic future. I look at um, the paper yesterday, and I noticed that, that there's a great crisis in Egypt right now. Um, not only are there riots and martial law, but there's no less than 15 or 20 um, Coptic uh, Catholic Coptic Catholic churches that have been burned in the last month or two. And so there's a great crisis there. It's a place where, where Mary has had made appearances in the past in some of, some of the visions, such as Zaytun. And when we look at this, all that's going on in the world, when Mary appeared at Zaytun, I went there, when I went to Egypt, I stopped there and I saw this. It's a place where it's very interesting because um, this church, Zaytun is a suburb of Cairo, 
and when you go there, it's a domed church along with about four or five side domes. And in 1968, Mary appeared, and 69, she appeared there at irregular days for sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes for several hours without saying anything. Sometimes St. Joseph would appear with her, some angels, always as, as, as if she walked through a door which was filled with light. Her whole body was illuminated and uh, with a halo around her head. And all of this was captured on film as well as on, in photographs. And it was in the local newspaper. The, the Jewish people saw her, Coptics saw her, non-believers, Muslims, atheists, everybody saw her. Uh, no words were spoken. There are no Catholics, Roman Catholics in Egypt, so we never got involved with this, but the Coptic Pope declared it as an authentic vision of Mary. The place where she appeared was one of these places where the Virgin Mary was said to have appeared with Joseph when they were in the flight into Egypt. I bring that up because she comes from the future, from the world where we are headed, a world filled with light. And this place um, coming as if to tell us there is a future, it is positive. You know, with all that's going on in Egypt right now, I think about that apparition. I think, you know, Mary comes to places where there's trouble, you know, as if to warn us not to go there, but that there is a future if we do go there. We look at the gospel today, and Mary has this kind of prophetic role. She says there's already, looking at what God has done for her uh, and what he's going to do for all of us, he said he's going to scatter the proud in their conceit and raise up the lowly. See, she's the lowly being raised up. The proud of this world who have no use for God are going to be, are going to be uh, pulled down. The, the mighty on their thrones, the people of power, are going to be... Uh, are going to be cast down, and the lowly will take their places like she has to the highest place other than Christ that a human being has ever achieved, higher than the angels. He will fill the hungry with good things. The rich are going to be left with empty pockets. So already we begin to see the world of the future coming. It's nothing like this world, and all the things that seem valuable here are worthless there. The things that aren't very valuable are very valuable there. And one of those oddly enough, things that we probably don't think enough about is just our own human body. You know, that a human being is not fully human until we are completely integral, body and soul. In this world, we, we struggle a great deal with all of our uh, trials and difficulties that we face and sickness and death. But the world to come is a very bright place. And um, this Feast of Mary is a reminder both of who she bore and of what our future holds in the faith that we all hold together.